Hutakawa upon the eastern tides. The sea flashed continuously with flying fish, leaping high to see beyond the horizon and to be the first to announce the coming. In the shallows, the chameleon seahorses pranced at attention. The only reluctant ones were the fairy people who retreated with their silver laughter to caves and glistening waterfalls. The sun rose and set, rose and set. Then one day... At its noon apex, the first sighting was made, a spume on the horizon, a dark shape rising from the greenstone depths of the ocean, awesome, leviathan, breaching through the surface and hurling itself skyward before falling seaward again. Underwater, the muted thunder boomed like a great door opening far away, and both sea and land trembled from the impact of the downward plunging. Suddenly the sea was filled with awesome singing, a song with eternity in it, a song to the land. You have called, and I have come, bearing the gift of the gods. The dark shape rising, rising again, a whale, gigantic, a sea monster. Just as it burst through the sea, a flying fish leaping high in its ecstasy saw water and air streaming like thunderous foam from the noble beasts and knew, ah yes, that the time had come. For the sacred sign was on the monster, a swirling tattoo imprinted on the forehead. Then the flying fish saw that astride the head, as it broke skyward, was a man. He was wondrous to look upon, the whale rider. The water streamed away from him, and he opened his mouth to gasp in the cold air. His eyes were shining with splendor, his body dazzled with diamond spray. Upon that beast he looked like a small tattooed figurine, dark brown, glistening and erect. He seemed, with all his strength, to be pulling the whale into the sky. Rising, rising... The man felt the power of the whale as it propelled itself from the sea. He saw far off the land long sought and now found, and he began to fling small spears seaward and landward on his magnificent journey towards the land. Some of the spears in mid-flight turned into pigeons, which flew into the forests. Others on landing in the sea changed into eels and the song in the sea drenched the air with ageless music, and the land and the sea opened themselves to him, the gift long waited for, Tangata, man. With great gladness and thanksgiving, the man cried out to the land, Karangamai, 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 call me. But there was one spear, so it is told, the last, which, when the whale rider tried to throw it, refused to leave his hand. Try as he might, the spear would not fly. So the whale rider uttered a prayer over the wooden spear, saying, Let this spear be planted in the years to come, for there are sufficient spears already implanted. Let this be the one to flower when the people are troubled and it is most needed. The spear then leapt from his hands with gladness and soared through the sky. It flew across a thousand years. When it hit the earth, it did not change, but waited for another hundred and fifty years to pass until it was needed. The flukes of the whale stroked majestically at the sky. Huie, homie, taikie. Let it be done.
course of destiny. Chapter 2 The Valdes Peninsula, Patagonia, Tefititera, the nursery, the cetacean crib. The giant whales had migrated four months earlier from the Antarctic feeding range to mate, carve, and rear their young in two large calm bays. Their leader, the ancient bull whale, together with the elderly female whales, fluted whale songs of benign magnificence as they watched over the rest of the herd. In that glassy sea known as the pathway of the sun,